What's up, you majestic what the fluffs? I'm Tyler. And I'm Shorty. <laughs> and we are the, the Inner Idiots. Idiots. This podcast contains graphic language, violence, and other things that you probably should not let your children listen to. Please enjoy. Welcome back to The Inner Idiot, the show where energy given is energy received. So, we come full circle. Send nudes. That's right. Put your ugly kids to bed. Take a dump. Do whatever you got to do to get away and listen to us. Let me introduce my wonderful, as always, co-host, Lord Shorty Hoffman. The Lord that's never bored, the commander of the comic books, shorty fresh in the flesh, allergic to shirts and all. Two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Here I am. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I liked your little claps on your belly. That was nice. I don't clap my hands. I clap my stomach. Yeah. It was fun. So, how was your day, man? How, how was your weekend? My weekend was actually really good. Really busy. Uh, I started building shelves for Camden. I'm not finished with him yet, mainly because I had to wait for stain and shit. But then I started making i uh, I'm building a fire pit that looks like a giant D20. Yeah, you showed me pictures of that. That looks so dope. Yeah, I was super pumped. Super pumped. Now, that's got like a lid, right? Like like where the 18 or whatever would be opens up. Like yeah, like the, top, the top, uh, top five sides lift up and off. That way you can clean it out or do whatever you need to. Real easy and whatnot. It looks super dope. I think the fans need to see it. All right, yeah. I mean, once it's done, I'll finish it this weekend. I'm going back down to my dad's house to well finish welding the rest of it up. I got most of the pieces cut out. I just got to do a little bit more welding, and I'm done. You're a man of many talents, Shorty. Uh, I am a jack of all trades, but a master of none. See? and those, my whole life. And those of you who don't know, I'm your host, Tyler Havlin, and I am not nearly as talented as Shorty. <laughs> I'm just kind of over here just flapping in the wind like one of those things you see at a car dealership, only much rounder. <laughs> That's me. Let me tell you what. Today could have been a really good show had I still been fasting. Because let me tell you what, dude. I was so fucking hangry and mad at everything. Like, I was mad at motherfuckers for existing and sharing oxygen with me. So, how long did you fast for? Three days. God, dude. Dude, it was brutal. At the end of the second day... I was standing in my kitchen at 10 o'clock at night with a straw in my mouth, sipping water with an open bottle of barbecue in the other hand, sniffing the barbecue while I was drinking the water just to try and make the water taste like fucking barbecue. Did it work? No, it did not. It just <laughs> pissed me off. I was finding the smelliest shit in my fridge I could just to open it and smell it. <laughs> Reba walked in with a stain on her fucking uh, hoodie. I was like, what is that? She's like, beef and broccoli i was like let me smell it smelling her hoodie it was horrible god it was it was absolutely horrible and this is all the weight loss journey is that what you is that yeah. what this is that's funny uh we were we were supposed to have uh a guest today and it doesn't look like he's gonna make it obviously we're recording yeah because i forgot he was gonna be here too oh wow what the fuck but uh so yeah there's that Neat. So today's uh, top five. Now, I know 
a lot of dudes that got a lot of bitch in them. A lot of bitch? Yeah. Oh. Like, so, you know, you hear people refer to women as bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with that as long as it's in a joking manner. As long as we're not, like, seriously, oh, bitches this and bitches that. Like, that, that's fine with me. As long as it's in a joking manner. But we should normalize calling dudes bitches, too. Because there's a lot of dudes out there to go, that could really benefit from dialysis to get the bitch out their blood. Who... Who doesn't do this? I'm confused. I, it's I, just, it's, I call dudes bitches more than I call women bitches. I know, but like if you said like, yeah, look at these bitches, like automatically people's minds gonna think women. No, I'm gonna think of my friends. <laughs> look at these motherfucking bitches. So we need to uh, normalize that. So okay. t- today's top five is top five things that would constitute a dude as a bitch. Okay. All right, number five. If a motherfucker uses a dental dam when he's partaking in a pink taco. Did you actually look it up? He, yes, I looked it up. You didn't see? I posted a picture. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't recall. I might. I don't know. So if you're using a dental dam to partake in the pink taco, you're a bitch. I mean, you're just trying to make yourself safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotta be safe. You don't know where some of these women have been. And some women don't know where their dudes have been. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to play it safe. I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel like if you feel the need uh, to use a dental dam, that that woman's not for you. Yeah, fair. If, if she's that bad. All yeah. right, number four, being intimidated by an independent, strong woman, that makes you a bitch. I'm sorry. We we live in an age where it shouldn't be a thing. Intimidated. I don't know, man. You see some of these bodybuilder women, you know what I'm saying? And, like, this is a true story. Like, every time I see one, they're done up like Wonder Woman or Power Girl or Supergirl or something like that. And they're all fucking ripped and jacked and shit. All I can think of is that scene from Futurama. It's called Death by Snoo Snoo. Yes, Death by Snoo Snoo. That's all I can think about. Could you think of a better way to go? No. Death by Snoo Snoo. I mean, it's here. If some muscly chick who's good looking wants to, like, fuck me, like... I will submit. You, you hear that, ladies? If you're buff, if you're ripped, if you're fucking jacked, as long as you don't have a penis. True story. Shorty's here for you. That's it. Run it. Yep. Number three is being homophobic. I think we're well past that. I can't be homophobic. No. And my friends are my friends are borderline gay with all of us. Yeah. I, I, the, I've met your friends. I know. Half of them are my friends. Yeah. You're one of them. Yeah, we do gay shit, right? And it's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, ah, ah, ah. now look, people, like we ain't like having no like naked butt time. Well, but I, you're not. But oh, well, okay. Well, let's hear about the <laughs> naked butt time. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's like homophobia, like the fear of gays confuses me. Right. Like, I'm not afraid of gays. Like, I'm just more like. I don't mind gay people. I don't like flamboyantly gay people. Like, have you ever seen... I don't like flamboyantly straight people. I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, anybody can be flamboyant. Like, if you're just completely outlandish all the goddamn time, you can never turn it off. Well, I mean, you see some of these dudes, like, some of of these gay dudes, like, they act more, more like prissy chicks than prissy chicks act. 
You know what I'm saying? And that shit drives me up a wall. Okay, is it the fact that they're a dude, or does that personality trait in itself... Oh, it pisses me off in general, but like... So it could be a woman as well, acting like that. Right, but the thing is, is I've never seen a woman (laughs) act like that, and that's what annoys the fuck out of me. I can't say it would annoy me if a chick does it, because I've never seen a chick do it. See, I I think the flamboyancy is hilarious. I think it's fun to be around. I think it's fucking annoying. Now, being around it all the time, like, it gets a bit much. Like, being around me all the time gets a bit much. So, sometimes I have to turn it off and just not be sarcastic. (laughs) So, I get it. Anything in too large of an amount. But, yeah, I I think it's fun. Eh. Number two, not holding the door open for old people. Look, if you're walking into the gas station and there's a... 66 year old man trying to walk in like and you don't hold the fucking door for him like you're a bitch like that dude's probably just trying to get a fucking sixer because his grandkids won't fucking play pinochle with him or some shit you know what i mean i think we should just normalize holding the door open for people if we get there first like just in general not not just old people not women just people you know what i'm saying yeah and, and I try and, to hold the I try to hold it like if I get to a door first and there's somebody just a few steps behind me, I will gladly step aside and allow them through. Alright, I agree with you. The hold the door for everybody. But what is the few steps what like what's the window of opportunity that I'm I'm supposed to hold the door open? Within ten feet. But what if they're ten and a half feet? You hold it open behind you. Okay. Like you walk into the door, you hold it open, as they get there, they put their hand on it, then you proceed. Now, if they're within, you know, five to ten feet right there, you stand to the side and hold the do- door open. That way they can enter next. All right. All right. Now, here, here's the next thing. Because I'm going to be real pissed if I hold the door over for somebody that's ten foot away and they stop at five foot mark and bend down to tie their goddamn shoe. Like, if that's then where I draw the line, it's like, you know what? Then you continue on. They are ignoring your courtesy. Then you just, all right, cool beans. All right. I still, I think ten feet. I don't know. I guess 10 feet ain't really a lot. Like, if you lay down a basketball goal. It's a, it's a solid three and a half steps. Oh, yeah. That the, average, the average step is three, uh, two and a half feet. I learned something new today. Yeah, the average stride. I like it. I can dig it. Number one thing that makes a dude a bitch is if they don't listen to the Inner Idiot Podcast. Yeah, it's pretty bitchy. Bitches. <laughs> that is the number one. Here's an honorable mention, though. Deadbeat parents. I, I gotta say dudes, because this is about dudes. So deadbeat fathers. Like, if you can't pick your kid up from Chuck E. Cheese, if they're in a fucking Chuck E. Cheese mugshot lineup, and you're like, oh, which one's mine? Like, if you can't right off the bat be like, yeah, that's my kid. This is a weird scenario. Are, is this, are you hitting home to something, buddy? No, it's just but what pops to mind. Oh, right. Picking your kids up from Chuck E. Cheese and not recognizing the motherfucker. Very oddly... But you said like a mugshot lineup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm saying like you see when the cops line people up, they're like, well, was it one through seven? And then they're like, mm, I don't know. Like you're picking your this kid This is just up. a weird, like, <laughs> a really weird uh, specific uh, analogy. When do I not use weird specific analogies? Well, I mean, this was, I mean, most of the time it's just like, oh, no big deal. Like, who cares? But like, are you okay, buddy? Did you have a bad childhood history at Chuck E. Cheese or something? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, like any other, I, the fucking mouse terrified me. Did it really? Yeah, dude. Huh. It's a giant fucking mouse. Yeah, it's also a guy in a costume. What is it? I, I was a kid. I didn't know that. And when I was a kid, they had the tunnels under the stage. Yeah. 
Now they ain't even got a stage. Have you been in Chuck E. Cheese recently? Not in the last seven years. It's booty juice. Complete booty juice. What? Yeah, dude. It's absolutely horrible. Oh. I was unfamiliar with the uh, turn of phrase there. Huh. No, no. Just completely bad. Huh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese's was for one of my nephew's birthdays. And I walked in and I said, I have adult money now. And I spent $30 in tokens. But see, there's nothing to even play with those tokens anymore. I mean, like, seven or eight years ago there was. Was there? Yeah. I don't remember the last time. I, I think it, it's been a couple years. But I went, they didn't have skee-ball. They didn't have the basketball shot. They no longer have Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, no Gauntlet, no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, Doug, because you can't win tickets on those. I know, but still, arcades are the shit. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Have you been to 16-bit? I have not. 16 bits a good, good fucking shot, dude. We'll make this a fucking uh, summer excursion. Sure. It's a fucking bar, dude. It's I know. A bunch of arcade games and shit. It's a fucking blast. It's, it's got a- like new and old school? Mostly old school, yeah. Do they have Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? Fuck, I don't know. I gotta find I know that it's got. I know it's got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's got the original Mortal Kombat. It's got uh, Tekken. It's got Gauntlet. It's got Centipede, Galaga, Doc, or uh, fucking... Donkey Kong, Super Mario Brothers, the original version. And you just go in and play a fat, pay a flat fee, right? You go in and buy a drink. That's it? Yeah. You go in, buy a drink, whether it be something on tap or one of their specialty drinks, you go in, you play. If you get a high score on a game, you get a free drink. There was one night I kept people, like, I kept three of my buddies continuously getting free drinks. It was, like, right after they first opened up. We went up there, and I'm really good at Galaga and Centipede. It's the only two games I'm, like, really good at. And I fucking owned the top score for, like, four hours straight. Fucking A. I just kept beating my own. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. So whoever put the top score out first obviously didn't do that good of a job. Well, I mean, yeah. Even though you're good enough to beat it, like, you beat it four times. I beat my own score four times. Like, did you just stop? Like, oh, this was easy to get to. Let me stop and start over. So no, I, I genuinely died. I didn't, like... The only one I couldn't beat again was my beer tap one, but I don't even think they have beer tap anymore, which just kind of sucks because that was a fun game. I don't even know what beer tap is. Uh, I I try to explain it, but it's very I like you're a bartender, and you got to make sure uh, everybody at the bar stays happy, and you got to rotate your guy over the five different bars and throw beer at them, and you got to fill them up, and you can't overfill them, so you got like your handle or joystick or whatever you pull down. And then you throw it up whenever you're, uh, or you hit A, then you throw it up when you're done, and then you, like, throw the beer down to the people, and then you got to catch their change, you know, their payments as they're coming. Uh, See, I think we need to play this in real life. Fuck that. I probably wouldn't be good at it then, though. I don't know. I get really good at random things really quickly. Yeah. So, again, being the jack of all trades and the master of none. We're going to take a break. Okay. And then we'll be right back. All right. I miss miss you guys already. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu.
we're back. Yeah, we're here. It's March 30th, 2020 dumb. Yeah. And there's some holidays today. You know what holidays they are, Shorty? Fuck no. Guess what I'm going to tell you. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It is Doctor's Day because these motherfuckers need a day. Their paychecks are their goddamn day. It is National <laughs> I Am In Control Day, which obviously I'm not celebrating because I, I ain't in control of shit in my life. Uh, National Pencil Day. Jam one of those motherfuckers right in my eye. National Virtual Vacation Day. That See, virtual vacations just fucking boggle my mind. Like, oh, I can't go somewhere, so I'm just going to look at pictures. Mm. Like, that's dumb to me. Absolutely dumb. <laughs> I wa- Just watch TV. Right. You want to go to the beach? Cool. Watch fucking Baywatch. Am I wrong? I mean, whatever. All right. It is National Take a Walk in the Park Day. Now, this one I can get down with. I didn't have a bum knee. And Turkey Neck Soup Day. Gobble, 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 gobble. Oh, fuck. That was a good one. That was Shorty. That was not Tyler. I cannot take credit for that. <laughs> All right. So that's the holidays for March 30th. Some shit happened in history on March 30th. Yeah. We're going to get into that. All right. So. The really big one, too. There's a really big one today. Is there? Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you lead with it because I don't know what the really big one is today. Today's anniversary, March 30th in 19, 1939, Batman was created. His first debut. Really? Yep. I should have known. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal, buddy. I didn't know, though. The biggest of fucking deals. How that was not on the list I was going through boggles my fucking mind. How could that not be on the list? I don't know. Of shit that happened on this day in history. True story. Um, The Batman symbol is more recognizable than the Christian cross. I can believe that. Yeah. True fucking story. Like, hold on. Our savior. More more recognizable. Because, I mean, everybody knows what a cross is, but they just... Is it that they it's know? It's more recognizable than the Christian cross. So is it like, oh, that's a cross, but people can't associate, don't always associate that with Christianity. I whereas so, yeah. you see the bat symbol, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's a bat, man. Yeah, that's a bat symbol. Yeah. You know exactly what that is. Right, that makes sense. Perfect sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that just makes all my shit just sound fucking doo-doo. But yeah. I'll go on anyways. <laughs> In 1867, March 30th, the Alaskan Purchase took place. U.S. buys Alaska from Russia for 7200000 When? In 1867. Mm-hmm. That would equate to about $112 million maybe today? I think is what it said. That's not that much. I know, but it's like, um, it's roughly two cents an acre. Yeah. Hmm. Why did the U.S. even want Alaska? They're like, oh, look at look at this big hunk of ice up here. Doesn't even connect to the rest of us. Fuck it. We're going to buy it. Not all of Alaska's ice. I know, but, you know, in general, like, what did... Alaska would be beautiful to visit. Don't get me wrong. I am not completely ignorant about Alaska. But looking at a map, and you're like, oh, Canada is all right here. Yes, I called it Canada. It happens. And then you got this little chunk of fucking land up here. It's like, you know, let's buy that. Why? I mean, is it just- I can't imagine Russia really wanting to keep it, you know what I'm saying? But, because it's not attached to their, uh, to the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not attached to the rest of us. Yeah, true, that's... I mean, I guess by association it is. But, I mean, it's, like, closer to us than Russia. Is it? 
Kind of. Is it? I mean... Maybe this is something we need to look up. The distance from Alaska to the mainland and the distance from Alaska to Russia. Let's look that up in the break. Okay. And we'll just let these motherfuckers know when we come back. Sure. But let's move on to the next one. 1910, March 30th, Mississippi Legister found it. Legister. Yes, I almost butchered that. I may have butchered it. Fuck, who knows? Anyways, (laughs) they founded the University of Southern Mississippi. Where it was okay to sleep with your sister. Ah, uh, I don't know. That's good. all I think of in Mississippi. Sibling Mississippi and sister? Alabama. Yeah. Hmm. Just sibling sex. Not me having sex with my sibling, but just siblings running around having sex. Some of them weird southern traditions. Like with each shit. other? Yes, or, uh, with each other. So when I think of Mississippi, I just think of like hot, sweaty mosquitoes and alligators. Yeah, there's that too. I fucking hate Mississippi. And if you're living in... Living and listening in Mississippi. Sorry, we're not sorry. Did you sleep with your sister or your brother? Or both at the same time? Who knows? The one time I can remember going to Mississippi, me and my parents and my sister, like, there was four of us or whatever. You we didn't were, sleep with your sister? No, I didn't did sleep you? with my okay. sister. I, didn't, I was like, oh, it's tradition. Get over here. <laughs> no. Um, no, we, uh, we were sitting around in fucking, like, Wendy's or some shit, and, like, my dad takes a drink of his, like, you know, Diet Coke or Coke or whatever he's drinking. He's like, man, this tastes really bad. And my mom's like, does it? And she takes a drink of it. She goes, wow, it does taste really bad. So I don't believe them. I'm like, really? So I grab it, take a drink. I'm like, wow, this tastes like garbage. <laughs> and my sister's like, no way. She grabs it, takes a drink. My dad looks at all of us. After Rosemary sits there and goes, oh, my God, this is disgusting. <laughs> he's, he's like, I told you guys it was gross, and you didn't believe me so much so that you actually drank it yourself. Every one of you. Every single one of us. That's fucking hilarious. It just went around the table. (laughs) He's like, wow, this tastes like garbage. Mom, me, Rosemary, all all followed suit. Wow, this does taste like shit, Dad. Did you you all figure out why it tastes like shit? We just assumed it was because of the water. I just assumed it was because it was Mississippi. Everything's bad. So don't don't drink the water in Mississippi. (laughs) Fuck it. We're just not annihilating that state off of our listenership. Fuck you, Mississippi. It's all right. I'm pretty sure people who live in Mississippi don't have Mississippi pride. They're like, you're right. (laughs) Everything is better outside of this state. So maybe the next episode, instead of a state appreciation, we just name off all the fucking dumb shit about Mississippi. I am so down for this. You heard I will here. shit on everything. I don't give a fuck. All right. <laughs> In 1953, March 30th, Albert Einstein announces revised unified f- field theory. Hmm. I don't really know what it is. Me I just caught my eye because of Big Bang Theory. We're called the inner idiots, not the yeah. inner Einsteins. Yes, we're just surface level here, people. You get the shallow end of the pool. If you want the deep dives, you go somewhere else. Yeah. And by the way, what the fuck is a deep dive? Since I mentioned it, every fucking show is like, we deep dive into... What the fuck is a deep dive? It's going deeper than the surface level of the, uh, like, just the, like, the basic information or whatever. Like, reading the, like, if you read the top tens, like, um, fuck, I don't know, uh natural history things or whatever like top 10 things that happen in natural history you would learn okay these are the things but diving deeper or you know taking the deep dive into those Mm. is you're like deeply studying each one of those things and understanding what what went into it all right so on twitter on instagram every podcast is like we deep dive into so from now on i'm just gonna say we wade shallowly Mm -hmm. into fucking uh 
We shallow dive. We shallow dive. We're not allowed to dive in the shallow, and we just wait. Huh? We just wait. No, that just explains all the head uh, brain damage. Aha, uh-huh, yes, see? <laughs> we're idiots. A deep dive into why we're dumb. That's right. <laughs> all right. I found this one. I was like, oh, this goes with the top 10. 1970, March 30th. March 30th. Miles Davis. Influential double album. Bitches Brew was released. Bitches Brew. I don't know what it is. I've never heard it. I've probably heard Miles Davis. He's a jazz musician at some point. Because, I mean, jazz is fucking dope. Yeah, I like jazz. But I, know, I know I know of him. I don't know if I could point out his music. I couldn't either, but I know of him. But now we got to listen to Bitches Brew. Okay. I've got to hear it at this point. <laughs> All right, 1981, March 30th, U.S. President Ronald Reagan is shot and wounded in an assassination attempt by John Hinckley. Three others are also wounded. He did not succeed because he did not have a middle name, apparently. Just saying, every assassin has three fucking goddamn names. They always use killers. Get all three of their names read. Right, right because we want to specifically know who they are. So this guy, he doesn't even get a middle name. He's like, ah, you, you fucked up. You couldn't even kill the president. Ah. Except for Charles Manson. We don't know his middle name. Does he even have a middle name? I don't know. Dude, he's a creepy motherfucker. He is a creepy motherfucker. He's a loony. Yeah. I've watched a couple deep dives into him. Yeah. That shit is, uh-uh. It's fucking funny. No, thank you. All right, 1987, 87. Vincent Van Gogh's Sunflowers sells for a record 22.5 million pounds. That is 39.7 million U.S. dollars. Jesus. In the fucking 80s for a goddamn painting of a motherfucker who chopped his own fucking ear off. Was it a painting of him or was it a painting of Sunflowers? Sunflowers. But still, like... if I chop my finger off, is that going to make me a better podcaster? I mean, it depends. Are you doing it for the podcast? I mean, I, he also didn't do it for painting. He did it for uh, shit. I think I want to say legend, but I don't feel like that's the right word. You know, uh, legacy, legacy reasons. Uh, they said he chopped it off for a woman he cared about, but that is uh, I'm unfamiliar. So that's what we're doing. Reba, I'm going to cut my ear off, baby. Don't worry. I ain't even got to mail it to you. We're under the same roof. I'm Jesus. just going to leave it on the kitchen sink. Jesus. So that way you can clean it off. Before Seems you... a little drastic, Ty. I'm just saying. I got to leave a legacy, right? I It'll mean... make my podcast better. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just trying to improve our show, man. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Me with one less ear, maybe a few less fingers. Dude, we're going to skyrocket to the top of the chart. This motherfucker is dedicated. I am. I do. I spend at least four hours a day on this shit. You can't always tell, but goddamn, dude, it's exhausting <laughs> sometimes. All right, in two thousand, don't hey, look, scratch that last statement. I fucking love y'all. I love doing this. All right, so <laughs> your favorite person in two thousand nineteen, Swedish gamer and YouTuber PewDiePie, overtaken by Indian channel T series as YouTube channel with most subscribers, both on ninety two million. It's your favorite YouTuber, man. Uh, no, it is not. I fucking hate PewDiePie. Dude, he is so bad. <laughs> he just annoys the fuck out of me, dude. Like, I, one, like, I don't understand the joy of watching someone else playing video games. That still, to this day, blows my mind. I don't understand it. Like, if I'm sitting directly next to you and you're playing whatever, chances are you're playing a game that I wouldn't enjoy in general. 
But like, if there's a game out that I really want to play or really want to see, I'm not gonna watch somebody, some other fucktard play it. So like, him, him gaining success off of what I find is a dumbass medium blows my mind. Now, for everybody who streams and does all that shit, you know, like more power to you. I don't understand your audience. Like, it fucking confuses the shit out of me. That, and he's a fucking cocky motherfucker who, like... And he's a no- he is flamboyant. Yeah. He may be straight, but the motherfucker is flamboyant. But here, let me, let me give you my opinion on what you just said. I used to think it was the dumbest thing in the world. I was like, why the fuck would I ever watch a streamer? But then you realize some of these guys... I mean, it's just like listening to a podcast. Sometimes you're not always watching it for the content that they're playing... Sometimes you're watching it for what they're saying. Because sometimes these motherfuckers are hilarious. Him? No, he's just fucking annoying. And I hope he, he knows that. He's annoying. His I think he does know that and he just lay, plays into it. And then you got some that I've actually enjoyed watching because, as you know, me and Cupcake, we, we used to play Smite a lot. He still plays it. Mm-hmm. So there were some streamers that I would watch to, like try to emulate while I was playing to, you know, improve my game, take parts of what they were doing and add it but to see, my game. But see, I but. feel like that's slightly different. Like, if if you as a streamer are putting out guides and tutorials and things like that, that is one thing. Like, you're notably good at a game, this, that, and the other, and you're doing this. Like, um, what is the name? My buddy's always talked about it. He's a PUBG player. Ninja, I think his name is. Yeah, I've heard of Ninja. Yeah. So he's he's surprisingly good at PUBG or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and my buddies would watch him to understand how he would get so good. All right, cool. And then they started watching him just for pure entertainment. And that's, that's where I lose it. Like, I watch tutorials on video games if I'm, like, confused or I need help with something. And granted, all those tutorials are Minecraft tutorials because that's what I enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. And if it's an RPG or something else, the other genres, I will. I don't need tutorials. I'll just figure it out on my own because all my information's inside the game to give me that. Now, Minecraft is a little bit more tricky because of like the intricacies of building right. things. So that, and like I'm not watching them for specifically watching them to like the gameplay and stuff like that. And fuck, even the ones who are, like, the streamers or the guys who make the tutorials, if they're funny and cracking jokes while I'm watching, I don't even like it. Like, it's not... Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm using this as a learning step. I'm right. Not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to laugh and have fun. I'm trying to learn. Well, and I think that's the difference between, like, him as a streamer, like PewDiePie as a streamer, and other people. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, that's where we can take it to this. So you, you're not a huge sports fan. Fuck no. And, and we've talked about that before. So for you to sit down and watch a football game, you're like, eh, I don't want to do this, right? right? But for me to sit down and watch a football game, like, I love it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you got these people out here. And by the way, if you stream, hell yeah. If you're chasing your dream, fuck yeah. Good for you. Go for you. Fucking run it. It's cool. Like, yeah, more power you, to you. Like, definitely. seriously, like I've never, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody. This is just personal shit. opinions. It isn't. We're saying you're fucking garbage. I, right. neither one of us are. Like, but, I have a few friends. I have a few friends of mine who are active streamers, right? And they're like, "Oh, come on, man! Why don't you watch my show and support me?" I'm like, "Do you listen to anything that I do? Do you like 
He's like, I I sell some of my stuff that I make out my shed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't watch you because I'm not into your content. Right. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, And there's absolutely nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah. But, but there are people out there. So, like I was saying, I enjoy watching football. There are people out there that, you know, really enjoy, especially the younger generation today, that really enjoy watching other motherfuckers play video games. It's almost like a sport. I mean, it's an e-sport. So yeah. you got these games like Smite, like League of Legends, mm-hmm. where you can see somebody just do some dope ass shit, mm-hmm. like that you just personally you can't do it. You're not that good at it. So when you see them do it, you're in awe. Right. So I mean, I I get it. Like the streaming thing, it isn't always for me. To me, if I'm I will watch a stream. There's a couple out there that I will watch. Um, Night Wolf, I'll check him out. Um. But again, are you doing this for educational reasons? Is like no, reasons? I do. I personally do it for the interaction oh, and, okay. and to maybe see some cool stuff. Like, damn, that dude's really good. But it's also not something I'm going to turn on to just watch. Either. Sure. To me, it's more about the interaction and the person playing that game. Like, for me to be able to sit and watch a streamer, it's all right. Do I like this person? Do I connect with them, or do they make me laugh? Do they make me feel something? Whereas PewDiePie just makes me feel like I fucking hate you. I hope you and Taylor Swift get married and fucking fly off somewhere and never come back. But, I mean, there are there are people out there. God, I can't f- fucking remember his name because I haven't watched him in so long. But he is a smite. Um, he's a smite jungle expert. I can't remember his name. But he's cocky as shit. And he's a douchebag. But I fucking love him. And he is one of the few streamers I would watch. Sure. And I'll tune into uh, Nightwolf sometimes and watch him, you know, talk with him on the chat. And that's something else that's really cool about streaming. Is yeah, you get to interact with your audience, and that's pretty dope. Is like, the direct interaction while you're watching. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an immersive experience to me. Sure. And I, I think it's really neat for some people to be able to do this. Because, I mean, look, there's a lot of gamers out there that that is their escape to the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have, and I feel like a lot of the people that are on these a lot, you know, have anxiety issues. They have sure. um, social issues. Mm-hmm. Not issues, but they're, they're quirks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're on here, and they get validation from these streamers, and it's, I think it's really cool for them. Wow, we got really fucking derailed on that. Was that a deep dive? That was a deep dive. Holy fuck. That's what it was right there. Wow, I think that was our first one ever. Now I get, man, you've you, heard me good. You've you, heard me get into comics. Yeah, you That's the first time you've ever done it. You dive deep, but me, I like to stay at the shallow end where I belong. I didn't learn to swim till I was 14, okay? <laughs> For a reason. Uh, but no, uh, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, and I empathize with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I... I can understand people wanting to escape. I can understand people wanting to like also jump into the, you know, um, the realm of feeling included and stuff like that. You know, like you're in a niche audience, you know, if you like this game or whatever like that, and you might not be surrounded by people who are into it. Like hell, like that was the way I was when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Like I was into comic books. I didn't have anybody who was into comic books. Now I listen to guys um, review comics and talk about like what went into creating them and stuff like that and talk about their favorite stories and stuff like that. But it's also, you know, like you said, you know, you're, you know, not necessarily a lack of social skills or anxieties and stuff like that. It's because I lack that interaction. 
Like, I don't have anybody that can come over to my house or I go over to their house or whatever and tell me their favorite story arc that they've read and it's something that I've never read before. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of my friends or people I interact with... We're all going off of what you recommend to Exactly us. right. So, like, nobody's taking in charge and reading stories of their own. And if, um, like, the few people who do talk to me about it, like, Camden's really bad about this, is he'll... He'll find he'll hear of a story that he'll he sounds like he'll like, and then he'll go read the Wikipedia, and ruin I mean, it for himself. Well, no, he do, oh. well he has no real interest in reading it. He wants because he doesn't like. Um, he says comic books aren't long enough, and we'll do that. And but it's funny because like we'll start talking about it or whatever, and he'll be like, "No, that's not how it happened." I'm like, "Yes, it is." He's like, "No, I." He's like, "No, it isn't." I'm like. Where are you getting your information from, dude? Like, mine's pulled right from the pages. And he's like, oh, well, I read the Wikipedia. I'm like, you can't trust Wikipedia. Right. I can go in and edit that. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to say Bruce Wayne was a big, you know, or a three-foot blonde midget, I can put that on Wikipedia. It'd be really cool if he was. No, it wouldn't. It'd be terrible. A three-foot midget Batman? I just read about Batmite <laughs> at that point, which is a fifth-dimensional bing. Oh, hold on, this is a thing? That's a thing. He's not short and blonde, but he is short and fat. I don't know if he's blonde, actually. He just wears he wears a like mimic uh, Batman right. costume. Sorry. That's all right. Wow. Um, so, that was what happened today in history. <laughs> huh. You got an extra lesson today. You even got the, fuck, a deep dive. Yeah, you got I a deep like, dive. I feel like you got to say it with a deeper voice, like, deep dive. Like, like I am Batman. <laughs> I'm stupid. We're taking a break. <laughs> and we're back. And we're here. I, I really need to figure out a new sign-on for when we come back from breaks. I mean... Uh, hey, hey, guys, we're back. Hi. Hi. Hello. We're here. <laughs> so... We were talking about some social anxieties, like, for those new listeners, I am an aspiring comedian, so, like, I just have stage fright like a motherfucker. I can get in here and talk to the mic knowing I'm talking to all of you, and it's okay for me. Right, because the only person you're saying is me. Right, and you are one of the most open, understanding people there are. When we have guests in, like, it's cool, this is our show, like, they're in our fucking environment. Right. I'm cool with that. But getting up on stage, like, really frightens me. Like, I have maybe an upcoming gig, and then we're putting together a, a stand-up night here locally. But here, here's my big thing. I have three moods when it comes to talking in front of people. And the first two are usually the ones that are going to happen. So I have to hope for the third if I'm going on stage. So my first mood is, oh, fuck, I hope they like me. <laughs> right? How do I always get into lists? Like, I love lists. Damn. All right. My second mood is, I think they might like this. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And my third mood is, fuck you, I'm funny. Sure. Now, if I can hit that third mood, when I'm going to go up on stage, it's fucking great. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. I mean, because you see how it is when we sit around the fire <clears throat> and drink and whatnot. Like, I'm, I'm completely open. I don't fucking say the dumbest shit. Right. But... I don't know, something about if I'm not drinking, and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like, well, the only way I can do it is if I'm drinking. Because I don't drink a whole lot, and I don't want to 
strength just to do what I enjoy. I mean, you know, just, I mean? You know that little bit of liquid courage. That's what really you know loosens you up. Yeah. And that's where uh, I mean, I think that's why you see a lot of comedians actually drink while they're on stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, so they can cut loose. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. I don't. But for me, it's like I, I want to have the strength to do it without that you know what i mean yeah absolutely. i don't want to use and i'm not saying everybody uses it as, as a crutch i'm saying i would use it as a crutch mm-hmm. you know some other people like that's just how they fucking go like i mean you got potheads out here that are completely functional potheads like i'm not a functional pothead when i smoke weed like i'm down i'm done for the night <laughs> like i might see your face melt off right as i fall asleep i love it it's great I would love to get high. I can't, obviously, because I'm a goddamn adult with drug testing jobs and shit. And obviously, as I just said, I'm not a functioning pothead. I just fucking smoke and sleep. Right. And eat. And God knows I don't need to do more of that. Right. Oh, which, by the way, after tonight's dinner, I fast for another couple days. Oh, yay. Oh, boy. Yay, intermittent fasting. Yeah. If we record Saturday, I will be in the middle of a fast. Oh, boy. Yeah, it should, be, it should be interesting. I'm excited to see it. Fuck around, rob a bank. See, I think, like, I don't know, man. People tell me I'm funny, but a lot of times when, I'm, when, I'm, when I am funny, I'm fucking annoyed. Like, I'm not... Because I don't think I'm funny. I don't ever, I don't think I'm a comical human being. I'm not, like, I'm very, I'm very grounded. You know what I'm saying? And when I am funny, I'm fucking annoyed like hell. Right. And people find huge amounts, because I'll say shit that just is mean. And, you know. And that's funny. Exactly right. And as long as you're not annoyed with me, I'm cool with it. I love it. Because I wouldn't classify you as funny. I would classify you as funny when you're annoyed like that's how i would explain it and you have witty things you say sure but to me your appeal is your mind right you know what i mean it is your opinion Mm -hmm. that's what i love about you is is appreciate that the way you give your opinion and how you you don't speak on something unless you feel like you can thoughtfully speak on it right and a lot of people including myself will not do that i'll Mm -hmm. just oh, oh cool yeah yeah. Let me just spurt off some dumb shit real quick. And I take a huge interest. I I try to take a huge interest in what people are, you know, passionate about and stuff like that. But like when it comes like my brother for years kept telling me that I needed to do stand up and I said, No, I would never do stand up. I'm not I'm not comical. I have some funny stories that happen to me, but like those are just things that like just happen. And because of how I react and the way I the way I am and so willing to do things, you know, that's usually how it ends up being comical because right. me getting lost in Cincinnati and finding a good way to entertain myself. Like that's, I'm incredibly self-efficient. I, I know how to entertain myself for several hours on end. So I don't, you know, and that's outside of video games or messing around in the shed, making stuff, whatever. It's just like, Oh, I'm in a city. I have nothing to do. We'll find fucking something. find something like I'll get lost. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And people find that hilarious. People find it exciting. And I don't understand it. But, you know, hey, to each his own. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's a great thing. But I mean, back to where this started, like I just my social anxieties, you know, mm-hmm. prevent me from things like that at times. Sure. Where I can go out. Now, with is friends. it is it purely because you're like worried about. 
I think, honestly, because you've said it before, like you're worried about people not liking you and you want people to like you. Yeah, for the most part. All right, so those listening, I, I used to be a huge athlete. Like sports was my life. Sure. Sports and being funny. But here's the thing. There is – I didn't get stage fright. I didn't get choked up. I didn't get cold feet. Nothing like that when I was playing sports. Mm-hmm. When I was fighting, it's just me and one other dude in the cage. I didn't freeze. Right. There was no nerve nervousness there. It was almost boring to me. Sure. When I played football, I'd be out on the field. It was almost boring to me because I know I'm damn good at these things. Like, there's no challenge in it. Mm-hmm. You can measure how good I am by my stats, by my wins, you know, sure. by this, by that. It's, it's a measurable statistic. Mm-hmm. Whereas comedy, you, sure, yeah, like 10 people laughed, four people didn't. Well, fuck, why didn't those four people laugh? Why wasn't what I said funny? You know what I mean? Well, I think you, I mean, it's so hard to appeal to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to sit in a room with, especially when you're like you up and coming, you know, um, you know, your first open mic, you know, you might get a solid 50% of those laughing. You know what I'm saying? And that's a success. You know what I'm saying? 50%, fuck, even 20% of those people laughing is a success. But see, that's not good enough for me. I, and that's part of where my problem is. Right. And I think you're just going to have to get over the mental hurdle that just because only 20% of the people in the room laughed doesn't mean you didn't succeed. Like, you just, the crowd wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, the demographic of people who would enjoy your thing might not all have been there. But that's going to be the thing is, like, the be- the the more you do it and somebody's like, oh, man, did you see Havlin? Like, that, sh- that motherfucker's hilarious. Like... They're going to recommend it to people that they think would find them funny or whatever. So they're just going to bring more people in. So, like, the next open mic, if people got your name or whatever, like, oh, this motherfucker's telling jokes again, I want to show up. They show up with a couple of their buddies. You know, all of a sudden, that 20% just jumped to 25. Because one of those people, you know, a couple of those people brought their friends. The next show you do, you know, goes up to 40%, 50 60 And then you're doing shows, like, you know, most comedians – uh, when they get big, you know, they're now doing shows where they're in front of thousands of people and all the motherfuckers are laughing. And and that's that's because your name spreads the word of mouth like you have a certain demographic like um, fuck, who's a comedian? Um, God, who's the redneck comedian? Oh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, I don't find him funny in the no, slightest. No. I, I've never found him funny. So him. Like his audiences think he's hilarious because he's built up that specific audience. You know, my type of comedian would be like Robin Williams. Like he's one of he's one of my favorites. Like his stand up shows are hilarious. Um, and uh, fuck, I can't think of any other comedians because I don't watch them. I don't fucking watch comedians. But like some of their stand ups are really fucking good. But like a lot of times it's my friends, Otto or Trevor or somebody like, hey, have you seen this stand up? you would really enjoy it because it's a lot of off-color humor. It's really dark. It's this, that, and the other. Like, yeah, sure, I'll walk, you know. And if, you know, and there's some things my friends recommend to me that I just don't find funny. I'm like, yeah, right. okay, this is the thing. And, and and to go with that, so like you even said, like, it's the name. So the name saying the joke mm-hmm. matters. And yeah. that's one of the things that bothers me because I've written jokes. Sure. Certain jokes. And they go over well. Mm-hmm. 
but then I will give them to somebody more established to use. Sure. And when that more established person uses that joke, oh, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's like, motherfucker, I wrote that. And right. I can't say that because at that point, like, it, like hey, it seems it's petty. your joke. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's, uh, I think Camden said it. It's not who tells it first, it's who tells it the loudest. Sure. And and the loudest just happens to be the most well-known of the two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's part of my struggle. Because, dude, I know I'm fucking funny. I know the shit I put out there, like, People eat it the fuck up. But I know if I was more established, it would go over a million times more. Right. You know what I mean? So it's that that hurdle for me is where, like, I know I'm good enough. But God damn it, like, the, the irritation of it can just be so much sometimes. And because I'm not well established, I don't have people writing my stuff. Sure. I write my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have, fuck, what is it? I I have to write more than somebody more established. Whereas somebody more established, like if you listen to these other comedians' podcasts, they're not funny. Sure. You know what I mean? They're it's a story, it's this, it's that. Whereas I write I try to write a couple jokes per episode for us. Sure. And I mean usually that's all the top five is. It's it's a fucking joke. It's made to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to write so continuously that it becomes a very, it becomes a mental burn after a while. And I've been suffering from writer's block because we've been doing this for six months now, seven sure. months. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of writing every week, every day. So it's like, all right, well, fuck, what do I joke about now? You know? Well, what? I think, I think one of the big things is with, with this specifically, you're trying to write new material every single time. When you go to do a stand up, you can recycle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the plan. Because, like, I mean, I watch comedians, you know, the few comedians that I watch, like, they tell the same jokes over and over and over again. Yeah. They're telling it to new audiences. They'll do a tour, and through the tour, it'll be the same show. Right. It's just there's a tweak here and there. They go off of audience reaction. Yeah. And And a big thing is, is, like, picking that one fucktard in the front and, like, up, you're my punching bag for this. And that's where I fucking excel. Right. Give me a fucking punching bag. <coughs> but, yeah, so, you know, like I said, they have somebody writing their shows, or, or part of it, because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, write a majority of their show, but then well, they I mean, have... You listen, right. to, you listen to a lot of comedians nowadays, and they all, like, a lot of comedians talk amongst themselves, and they'll exchange jokes. Right. Because what might be right for um, Dave Chappelle might not be right for right. Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy, exactly right. But if Jeff, you know, if Dave Chappelle writes a joke, he's like, "Fuck, I can't say this." Hey, Jeff, you want a joke? And give it to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's always exchanging hands. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of comedians, man, like that. I think that would be a bigger thing for you to like expand your circle and like play off of each other as far as comedians go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and like that goes. That goes with anybody in any field. You know what I'm saying? In order to get better, you need to surround yourself with people who are doing those same things. Exactly. No, I get it. Completely. Well, this turned into fucking 20 minutes of me bitching. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Eh, you, know. you know. To help you out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I help think a big thing is, is like a lot of people fear failure off the jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a, uh, I think that's a terrible thing is like. 
Because, I mean, in our society or whatever, we see people succeed over some of the dumbest shit. Like, how the fuck did you get big for this? And Larry the Cable Guy. Sure. Oh, my God. But that it's, it's, it's one of those things where we, we have this predication, like, if I don't succeed the first time, I will never succeed. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've known, I've known authors who've written dozens of books before they print their first one. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's one of those things where you're just like, fuck it, I got to jump. And if I don't stick it, I got to jump again. Right. And jump again and jump again. And you need it. It's one of those things where you're going to have to get over your own fears and your own anxieties just to say, fuck it, I'm doing it. Like, when I started woodworking and selling it, like, I, anybody can do what I do. Anybody. You can pick up a fucking hammer. You can pick up a fucking drill and put the shit together just like I can. It's not hard. But if you don't feel like doing it, that's where I excel. Right. I enjoy doing this kind of thing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, it's, you know, like, if I wanted to be funny, I could sit down and fucking learn how to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's a, it's something you can learn? Um, I think people I, have a better affinity for it. Like, you will be more skilled in it than I will, obviously, because you, like, you have a natural gift for being funny. I don't. However, if... I feel like if anybody wants to be anything, all they have to do is try. Like, if you want to be funny, you just have to try. See, I, I, don't, I don't think it works that way. I mean, I guess that's kind of the unpopular opinion. But, like, I feel like if I was to try and sit down and write a story, mm-hmm. I can sit down and write a story. Sure. It's not going to be any damn good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to write 100 pages. You know, I might give you four or five solid pages of trash. But I can't sit down and write a story. If I was to try and act, I don't think I can act. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's practice. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. The first, the first bench I made, you know, woodworking, looked like shit. It's just the way it is because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It just takes time to understand what you're doing and how you're doing it and just, you know, you're – you got to go through your prototype one, prototype two, prototype three until you get to this final act. Okay, this is what it is. And even then, like, that isn't the final thing. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps right. going. So uh, I should probably take my own advice because, I mean, we've had Camden on before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've told him, like, dude, just write. Just write. Like, have you read Camden stuff? Camden yeah, stuff? I've read some of it. Dude, it's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It surprised me because I never knew he was into writing. Yeah. And I'm always like, dude, just write. Don't delete it. Save it. Don't. Just it. Like, I right. guess I need to fucking take my own goddamn advice. Yeah, just jump it, dude. Oh, boy. Yep. Let's take a break. Okay. We'll be back. All right. We love you. And today, today's outer idiot is Caitlin Kerr. She is the one that submitted the artwork for our first shirt. Yes, it looks like very innocent. It is a very innocent looking shirt. Not something you would expect from us. It's very misleading. People are like, oh yeah, is that like a children's book? And like how you, like whatnot? How you going to do this? Yeah, like, and go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> so yes, it's, it is it is very innocent looking shirt, but it was our first fan um submission submission so to commemorate it we made it into a shirt a mug a sticker whatever the fuck you want to get that on you can get it on just check us out on t public i tried to search for us you might have better luck 
<laughs> I post the actual storefront in our fan page. I'll post it on Twitter. Again, thank you, Caitlin Kerr. You're awesome. She says she has more designs for us. Ooh, boy. All kinds of different ones, though, because, like, that was just her first one. Sure. I'm excited. And I've, I've seen her work. Like, she's got neat work. Cool. I'm excited but to see it. Hopefully, we're going to be releasing new designs pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so check that out. That is today's Outer Idiot of the Day. Thank you, Caitlin. And before we close this thing out, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at The Inner Idiot. Um, you can join our Facebook fan page, The Inner Idiot Podcast fan page. And then I'm on Twitter. Um, we say some dumb shit on there. People laugh. Ha ha! It's great. <laughs> It is, dude. The shit I say on the shit we say on Twitter is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. You say we like I'm part of it, but I don't yeah. fucking do Twitter. You know, man. I mean, it's our show, so yeah, I'm a part of it. <laughs> I'm in the Twitter, the Twitter of us. That's right, the Twitterverse. It sounds awful. I would hate that, dude. It's it's so much fun though. It sounds terrible. It is such a great tool for social networking. I mean, it really I, yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's I'm just it. Gonna start uploading shit to TikTok and be able to do it. <laughs> Well, get us on TikTok. No, I'll we got, figure the fuck out. We got the page. We both put shit up there. I'll figure the fuck out. We'll we, do it. We got to get the YouTube launch, too. God damn it. We got so much to do for y'all. Jesus. So much crap. Yep. Because we love you. Tell him. Tell him you love him, Shorty. It's turning into a chore. Turn No, tell him you love him. <laughs> I love you people. Yeah. My kids are a chore, too, but I love them. Yeah, well, you... Yeah. That's your... That's your fault, not mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Count my lucky stars. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in the meantime. In the betweens time. When life gives you lemons, just be glad it wasn't herpes. <laughs> Cue the music. We out.